Well, hello, everyone, our dear friends and listeners. You're in for a treat today. Welcome to another week of the most interesting podcast in the universe. TV channeling. Yes. See, I took it down a, a, a thousand this time, Kevin, instead of saying the best in the universe. Even Just most I interesting. Feel. That's not that yes. big of a deal. We're not, we're not full of ourselves by saying that. Not at all. Not at all. Well, let me introduce myself once again. Not like you don't know who I am. I'm Tachi. And I am Kevin, and this is going to be a fun and really interesting show, I think, if we do say so ourselves. Because this week, we're going to give you our top five TV moments and dance, like just phenomenal dance moves and dance moments that happen on TV, our top five. So for some of us, choosing this list was easier than others of us. So I guess the some of us in the team that are actual dancers, and some of us aren't. So some of us might have a rougher time. So it's going to be interesting to hear what we both chosen when we get to that part of the show. Is this a dig at me, Kevin? <laughs> Not at all. No, I'm actually saying that your list is going to be very impressed. His mind is going to be getting all kinds of side eyes. Somehow so. I don't feel that's the case. You always <laughs> um, say this and then you impress with these obscure things. Well, I never thought about that one. Well, so. we'll, we'll see if I can make it happen again. The odds are odd. Not in my favor today. So now we're going into something that we have never done here on TV channeling before. We're going into the world of dance. So... um. <laughs> Jazz hands. Jazz hands. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to count down our top five favorite moments of dance in television. All right, Tachi. So what is your number five pick? Absolutely. So this is uh, what I'm about to tell you is more OTT over the top quote new media. I am uh, my number five is the Beyonce's performance at Coachella in this uh, this past year, 2018. Did you see it? Yes, I did see that performance. I actually saw parts of both versions of it where she changed. Uh, I think the second week she did, she changed the color she of her sweater. She wore pink, right, right. So the first one was um, gold and the second one was pink. Now, as you know, it's not like, you know, how there's some Beyonce stands where every performance, no matter where she performs, whether it's Munich or whatever, they are there. That's not me. But I was interested to see this because of the theme. So I really thought that it was um, just powerful. And it wasn't just the dance itself. It was the entire everything that the way it was put together. It was a performance. So that dance performance, I think, is my number five. And that's surprising, again, because it's not like I'm a huge Beyonce stan. I think she's great and fine at what she does, but I'm not, you know, a beehive person. But I thought that she really did a great job with this. So that's my number five. What? Well, I'm shocked that you're saying great and she's fine or whatever, but wow. All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I mean, she's, she's phenomenal. Okay. No, I don't mean it like, see, you're trying to get the beehive after me and I will not. All I, right. That's not how, I think she is She is a phenomenal entertainer. Um, and so, but the, the dance aspect of it was really just beyond. It was really great. So that's my five. Uh, producers, could you please play back the take where she said she's fine? What? 
Well, anyway. You can't do it right now? All right. Well, people just, you know what? You, you can slide back and listen to that again. But anyway, we'll see. All right. So you can't <laughs> see my face. So I'm just going to ask you what your number five is. All right. Um, it's kind of spooky how we're on the same page, it seems like, uh, or at least pretty close to the same page, because my number five is a tie. And I'm going to try to break the tie as we speak. I mean, I was working on my list to the literally the, as as we're recording. I'm still working on my list. It's so it's so hard for me to come up with. So again, I'm not a dancer. So, which is probably why I'm not as slutty as you might think I would be. But anyway, all right. So, um <laughs> it's a tie me. between two <laughs> it's a tie between two Super Bowl performances. Oh. And um one uh the one Super Bowl performance uh in 2016, that was uh it was actually Coldplay's halftime show. But Beyonce made an appearance and it was the first time that she got into formation. Mm. And she had that hot sauce in her handbag swag and she, and she took it out and she sprinkled that hot sauce all over the stage and she stole focus from Coldplay. So there's that performance versus uh, uh, Katy Perry's Super Bowl halftime show in 2015, where her shine was stolen by one left shark. Because there were two sharks that were dancing alongside of her uh, during Teenage Dream, and the, the right shark was like, had the moves down, knew his choreography, but left shark was all like, you know what, I'm over here, I'm left of center, I'm going to do my own thing. And <laughs> the left shark was raking it down in a very odd way, but America loved it. And oh, that, that shark wormed his way into all our hearts. And people were going as left shark for Halloween. And <laughs> just left shark was everything. It was on t-shirts. I was all about Where left was shark. I when this was happening? I have no idea where you were. We hadn't come into each other's lives yet, apparently. But I was all about left shark. Left shark touched my heart. So the question is, who will get my number five? Will it be Beyonce stealing focus from Coldplay? Or will it be left shark stealing focus from uh, Katy Perry? And right shark. <laughs> no, no. Right Shark did not steal focus. Right Shark was a backup dancer in true form. He had his choreography down. Left Shark was all like, I'm going to do some interpretive dancing here. I'm doing, I'm gonna go my you know, that's what way. I'm saying that Left Shark stole thunder from both of them. Oh, okay. He, he <laughs> yeah. stole, from, stole focus from both of them. Yes. So, you know what? I mean, it was close. Beyonce really did the thing when she got into the formation and then she jumped back and jumped back up and she almost fell and she got back up. But. Left Shark. Again, people did not put Beyonce on, on t-shirts and dresses her in formation, uh, at the, at Super Bowl for Halloween. So I gotta give it to Left Sharks for having my number five dance moment because a halloweenable costume is the true determination <laughs> that is the of true a good dancer <laughs> well for me it is <laughs> i'm gonna let you have that one okay no but that's interesting again i i i don't give two dams about football good for the sport but i really don't care so it has to be somebody like oh before i watch the halftime show usually and so i don't think i watched that year with Katy perry was she wearing wow. white yeah, no, she had several outfits, and she wore white. She she came out on it. She got on a giant. She was on a giant uh, lion. Was she flying? Roar. She did some flying. Too, okay, I think, I, think I remember you firework. Yeah, okay, I remember seeing the firework performance that I did see, and then I think I was too busy eating snacks after. But um, 
Yeah, okay, okay, that's a good one. That's a really good one, and I like that you were conflicted between two artificial moments. Great. Those <laughs> were artificial <laughs> moments. Those were real moments where the f- focus was stolen from the, who was supposed to be focused, the focus was supposed to be on, and was stolen by dan- the dance of someone else. I'm letting you have that, okay. And I actually believe if, if Beyonce was doing information and then Left Shark was in the background, we, we wouldn't even be looking at Beyonce like, what is Left Shark over there doing? Left Shark would be fired. Anyway, <laughs> he would just quietly side, go away. The well, the funny side thing. thing is, Katy Perry actually uh, uh, tried to uh, patent Left Shark because it turned into such a big thing. She wanted to actually have Left. She wanted to get that that sweet sweet cash for all the Left Shark merchandise. Really? And so she actually, yes, yeah, she was like, um, no, Left Shark is because of me, people, and like, no, give that money to Left Shark because it's all about Left Shark, people. That's crazy. Wow. Hmm. Okay, then. So, you have a question to ask? Okay, what is your number four (laughs) pick, (laughs) Tanji? Thank you. You're so into Left Shark, you've forgotten about what's going on here. Okay, so my number four pick is a show from the, I guess it's uh, it's from the 80s. Maybe it started in the 70s. I have to look and see the late 70s. Solid Gold. The Solid Gold Dancers were everything and then some. I learned the entire routine because it came on Saturdays, right? And I learned the entire routine. And then they went and changed it. I said, oh, well, I guess I have to go into choreography rehearsal again because I need to learn this routine. I loved the Solid Gold Dancers. So for those of you that don't know, Solid Gold was a, a variety show, basically. They had um, artists they hosted by a myriad of people. Uh, Marilyn McCoo was a host at one point. Dionne Warwick was a host. Uh, Andy Gibb was a host. So I think those were the three, or am I missing one? No, I think that's about right. But I think what people need to know about the show was the music is magic. <laughs> you know you can catch it. You can it. catch it. <laughs> and slowly... It turns into gold. To gold. Slowly it turns into gold. Solid gold. Filling up my life with music. Solid gold. Putting rhythm in my soul. Rhythm in my soul. There's a song that's unwheeling. It fits the way that I'm feeling. My head keeps spinning spinning to music. music. Spinning to gold. Solid gold. <laughs> We're old, yo. We are oh old. Oh my god. I hope okay, I hope we don't get sued. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll do boom during the editing. We'll just put some <laughs> <laughs> something over because we are not paying distort. any kind of residuals we we, 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 we we don't have it anyway so try as you might solid gold corporation or whoever owns you so. and we have a we have a crack legal team here they will destroy you mm, okay you might not want to say that too loudly it was a loving tribute it was we it was a parody of a uh, solid gold so you can't actually sue us it was a parody it would have been if we sang it like country music style. Anyway, <laughs> so that my is head mine. Keeps spinning the music, spinning the gold. Okay, you know, okay. <laughs> not spinning the gold. Um, <laughs> off okay. of spinning the gold on the soul, uh, the uh, solid gold train. 
on to what is your number four, Kevin? Oh, I do want to say something quick about the yeah, show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, okay, the, they had these regular dancers, and the dancers became stars. And what they would what they would do, they would be dancing background and doing numbers during some of the performances when different artists would come out. They come out and dance with them like background dancers. But then also there'd be a countdown of like the top. 10 songs of that week so they'd be like and number eight is you know blank and then they would yes. do a little, they'd do like a short like one of the the lead dancer was darcel and she would come out there and she would do this like quick little like you know 30 second little dance routine to part of the song that was you know number five and it was everything yes. i wish someone would reimagine and bring back solid gold because those dancers were and, and also when you just think about how slutty they must have been it must have been in the 80s and 90s wow they must have been having some good times <laughs> wow you and this slutty dancer thing <laughs> I, I i just report the news i told there was a study that said this this isn't this isn't kevin saying this this is these are scientists and that's another thing. What? How did they actually do that study? By the way, that must have been fun. We're looking for the sluttiest professions. <laughs> I know what 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 uh, data did they gather? That's I'm, I'm just imagining somebody just with a, well, wearing nothing but a lab coat and a clipboard. That's all they have on as they're doing this study. <laughs> that's a nasty lab <laughs> Don't make spinning to go. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Spinning the gold, tell me your number four. Yeah, my number four is um I'm gonna I I gotta go with um uh let's see. Um I'm gonna go with the office uh uh on the on the show the office the american version of the office jim and pam's wedding dance did you happen to see that episode my i name? did see that episode yeah so that actually touches Wait. on not one but two things so okay. at the time at the time when this uh when the uh, wedding episode aired there was a phenomenon that was brand new at the time where people were uh, uh the very first people to do this that are actually are film it they had an elaborate walking down the aisle dance where everybody all of a sudden they're playing the wedding march and then all of a sudden they scra record scratch they start playing some like you know pop song i think it was who was that song by i can't remember who it was but i believe the song was uh by either usher or somebody like usher anyway some song and they start dancing down the aisle and just breaking it down all the way down the aisle so they uh th so the whole thing is pam does not she's telling me i don't don't you play that song i don't want to do that I don't care if it's a viral video sensation. I know. And then all of a sudden, somebody starts playing that song, and the wedding party starts dancing down the aisle. And so basically, it's a nod to the Soul Train line. So it's a Soul Train line slash wedding moment. And it was hysterical. It was hysterical. It was funny and touching, and it just did the job, and it just stuck in my mind. It warmed my heart. It just, it was, it speaks to the joy. If, if you were a fan of the show, you're waiting for Jim and Pam to get together and make it official forever, and to basically see the joy where she just kind of acquiesced, like, you know what, fine, do play the song, dance, people, fine, have fun, and... Anyway, it was it was beautiful. It was funny, and it was of that moment. And um, try to come up with this list. I was going back and thinking of things where that really kind of uh, stuck in my mind of dance moments, and that 
definitely was one of them because it also was a nod to the Soul Train line. And for those of you who don't know what the Soul Train line is, is there was a show called Soul Train, which is basically the black version of American Bandstand or the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, more melanin-rich version of, <laughs> of American Bandstand at the time, which is a show where you had teenagers dancing to current songs. But uh, the difference is that Soul Train seemed to have older, like, adults that were dancing, and there was a lot more grinding. And, um... And the Soul Train line was you have like guys on one side making uh, making a line and girls on the other side and they would and they would dance down the the center aisle together and so that's basically what this whole uh, uh, wedding march dance off thing turned basically was a nod to was the Soul Train line so it's kind of like two uh, two picks in one so uh, Jim and Pam's wedding dance is my number four. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) That was quite an explanation. Thank you very much. Well, I did give it a little bit of thought. A lot of thought. All Um, right. So, Tachi, what is your number three pick? So, you have spoiled one of my picks. (laughs) How could I possibly do that, Tachi? Of course you did with your over-explanation, sir. So, let me go to my... uh, My number three is actually... The Fly Girls from In Living Color. <gasps> wow, did, did I leave you a gasp, Kevin? No, I have no comment. No comment. I, I might have to change something on my list, but oh, go ahead. Here we go. I love the Fly Girls. I wanted to be a Fly Girl. I thought I could be a Fly Girl. That probably wasn't happening in my house, but I absolutely loved it. So, you know, the... um. The background, obviously, is these were the the dancers on the uh, sketch comedy show in Living Color from the 90s, which was a phenomenon in itself because that was the first time that you really had a multicultural cast doing comedy, doing sketch comedy on television, uh, started by uh, Damon Wayans, uh, sorry, um, Keenan Ivory Wayans. And of course, all of his brothers and his sister were involved in that endeavor. And, you know, this was like basically our Saturday Night Night Live because you had every they would have a a person of color every few so often so you had Eddie Murphy fine and then you every so often there would be a person of color and never any women of color so this was for us this was our Saturday Night Live and we loved it and one of the things that set it apart from like the Saturday Night Live is the fact that they had a DJ that played current hip-hop SW1, who was also a Wayans brother, Sean Wayans, and the Fly Girls, who one of the more famous Fly Girls was Jennifer Lopez, or J-Lo, as she likes to go by. Oh, you say one of. Isn't that the most famous? <laughs> was there a, who else was I don't, of? yes, I, I know, but they're probably <laughs> famous of. in their own, their own right. But yeah, she went to, on to. To their family members and loved ones, yes. Hey, we're all famous to some people. <laughs> So, as my uh, good friend Joe Wilson would say. So, yeah, I uh, really, really loved. And then you would see, of course, they were doing like current dances and things like that. So, because being a dancer, I'm always trying to look and trying to master, you know, (laughs) the the little, the little dances, the dance interludes that they do. So, this is the thing. None of them were really hip hop dancers. They all had backgrounds in like jazz and uh, you know, modern and other types of dance, but they, you know, they killed it with this. So I, that is my number three pick, the Fly well, Girls want, 
on In Living Color. Go ahead. Okay, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, to Ellen Cleghorn. She was a black comedian on SNL back in the day. So I just wanted, because you did say there was no, there was a woman uh, comedian. There was actually two back in the day. One that was on, uh, I can't remember what her name was, but she was on the show for like 10 seconds. The show I was, was on, like as a regular cast yeah, member? Yeah, Ellen Cleghorn was a regular member, but but there was a, the, 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 there was a cast that came right after the original cast left the show and there was a a, a black uh, comedian and uh, all I remember is that she had a bit and I was I've been searching for it that I, I remember seeing on the best of SNL ages ago called that black girl and it was a parody of the Marlo Thomas sitcom from the 60s called that girl where someone would say like well what's going on what, who who did who did something and they go oh that black girl and then she turned around with a giant smile <laughs> and a flip <laughs> so anyway, that's what she she did it. She was famous for that. And so um, and then Ellen Cleghorn was on there for a, a, a couple of seasons. And uh, I think in the early 90s. So anyway, I, I don't wa- remember that at all. But I just wanted to give Ellen Cleghorn a shout out because I thought okay. that she was she she deserved more uh, more than she got from that show. More. No, right. So shout out. So there was. But, you know, the fact that I couldn't remember exactly really means sh- that, they, that shows you exactly how how much uh, of spotlight she actually got. Exactly. So they, exactly. All, All right. right. You want your number three. Okay. So my next pick has to be, and this was a hard one because it's, I could not not mention it, but because of, I won't say his name, but somebody uh, who was a cast member on uh, the show destroyed the show for me. I was a huge fan of Seinfeld until one of the cast members went crazy on stage at a comedy club right. and could not stop saying the N word. So, <laughs> so since then they have been canceled to me, but if I'm going to talk about great dance moments in television, I've got to talk about um, Elaine, the Elaine uh, dance. Elaine, what would you say? The Elaine dance. Yeah, the Elaine dance, where where she basically as at a work function, a work a work uh, a party, uh, office party, and she starts. She uh, no one's dancing. She's like, let me let me get this party started, and then she goes out on the floor and and goes into some kind of weird spasms or something that she thinks is actual dancing, but it was true hysterical and if you've seen it once you will never forget the elaine dance so that that moment in seinfeld is like forever burned into my memory i think okay when people talk about seinfeld and i feel the same way you do it's like when that happens whatever you're canceled so i think the big two moments the two of the bigger moments i shouldn't there are a lot of moments there but three like puffy shirt episode yes. the soup nazi episode and no soup for you. No yes, soup for you. Yes. I will say no whatever for you. So maybe not soup, but whatever. And then um, the the Elaine dancing episode. Those are three quintessential episodes that when people oh, say one, Seinfeld. One, only, I only have to mention one other thing that you didn't mention is is to me, uh, you, I got to go with Spongeworthy. Uh, I had friends. We would everything was about something being sponge worthy because there's basically in the episode we're just so off track here. But in the episode, <laughs> Elaine uh, uh, has a favorite uh, birth control device that is no longer to be made. So she goes to uh, and buys up all oh, of the yeah. of, of the sponges in her area, and she has a closet full of them. But then all of a sudden, she becomes more choosy when it comes to sex, and she has to make a decision when a guy's like, like, yeah, let's do this, and she's like, wait, are you? sponge worthy 
Yeah. So she has a limited amount of sexual encounters she can have now. So so she's being much pickier now because they stopped making her as fun. So is anything like, you know, is oh are you gonna make a are you gonna make uh should we get a pizza? But is the pizza sponge worthy, Kevin? <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, let's get pizza from the good place then. So, <laughs> wow, sponge worthy. Wow. I remember that. All right, so what is your number two pick? So my number two pick is, well, you you talked about Soul Train already. So Soul Train was actually my uh, is my number two pick, um, but we've discussed it ad nauseum. And well, you, what is Soul Train exactly, Tanya? I'm not sure what it is. You know damn well <laughs> what it is. You just gave a whole dissertation on Soul Train, <laughs> sir. So. There's no need for me to go into that. Just know that Soul Train is my number two. So what I'll do instead is put um, another one in its place so you think you can dance. Oh. Yes. Tell us about what what is So You Can Think You Can Dance, Taji. It's a competition show. So most of the dance-related shows you see now are going to be competition-based, whether it's a part of something like America's Got Talent or it's a dance show in and of itself like a World of Dance, which uh, J-Lo and, you know, a few other people are in charge of. <laughs> so a Neo, etc. So I really like So You Think You Can Dance because my background, of course, my background is African dance, but I also have a background background in modern dance so i love to see them break down modern slash contemporary uh they they just are so skilled when you see some of these uh they're not kids these young not even young adults young adults is like hardy boys age they're like you know 20 somethings most of them most of them are not teens you probably have to be 18 to be on the show at least but when you see these 20 somethings that are really just there's such joy in the way they do things and they're not all fabulous at everything but they manage to to let themselves go enough to get through and to uh accept what this dance means so if you're a, a ballet dancer and you're used to ballet you have to think differently about how your body moves with modern or how your body moves with hip-hop and it challenges you as a dancer that's why i really love it plus this show always uh, debuts comes out in the summer so that's the show that said "Woo, summer is here whenever you know so you think you can dance comes out you know summer is here so it's a hot summer night that's one of my favorite things to do, do. like on a hot summer night i'll watch so you think you can dance with my cool drink oh wow you know, i agree with you when it comes to that show what, what the brilliance of it is watching somebody who is incredibly skilled at a particular kind of dance mm-hmm. watching somebody who has been street dancing and they're a hip-hop artist and they can just do things that are a bit of just blow your mind but then watch them try and dance broadway style in some like bob fossey kind of uh, uh choreography something they've never done before watching them stretch and grow as a competition goes on and by the end they are so proficient in so many different things and it's amazing to watch that competition and uh, see who ultimately wins each year yeah it makes you grow as a dancer i mean as a dancer the thing is you can be comfortable and stay in your comfort zone with what you know you do well or you can put your push your boundaries by engaging in other types of dance and that's what i like about so you think you can dance which is my number what is this number two two. yeah my number two so i want to know your ooh, your Number two. My second choice. Your second okay. choice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So my uh, second place finisher is uh, from a show called My So-Called Life. 
And um, if you were oh. if you're uh, if you were like a '90s kid or a '90s adult or around in the '90s, might remember if you might remember this episode because this episode was to me a very big episode. It's an episode where uh, uh, Dahlia and uh, Ricky. Uh, go to a dance together and the reason they go to a dance together is because uh, Dahlia, uh, Brian Krakow basically was supposed to go with Dahlia to the dance but he drops her like a hot rock and what is her crime? She's guilty of not being Angela Chase so uh, and and for those of you who don't know Angela Chase uh, was actually played by um, oh my god I can't remember her name right now she was the uh, she's the star of um, what's that Showtime show? That she's a star of. Help me. Um, I can't. I don't have. It takes time. place. Oh my god. Well, anyway, uh, for those of you who are fans, you actually are out there telling you're you're yelling at your device right now, like Kevin. It's blank. But anyway, um, so uh, anyway, so the the he was uh, mad at her basically because she wasn't the girl that he's been pining after in high school. So she ends up kind of going with this guy named Ricky. Ricky is I I actually can't say the character was in the closet. But the character had been kind of abused and bullied for being different, even though he wasn't, I guess, officially out or gay yet. But in this scene where these two characters kind of dance together, they kind of go to the dance together on a whim. What's interesting about the dance to me, A, it was to the Hathaway songs, What is Love, which is so of that moment in time. <laughs> uh, baby, don't hurt me no more. Anyway, that, that song was so of its time. But what happens is you really see, well, I think that dance is so important is because you actually see the character of Ricky, this closeted gay kid. Um, or bullied gay kid more so than closet because he wasn't really pretending, but he wasn't, he cared about what other people thought. And in the course of him being on the dance floor and dancing to that song, he literally like comes out of the closet on the dance floor and doesn't care who's watching or who, or, or who's thinking anything. And he and Dahlia break it down it is such an incredibly phenomenal moment of dance it's filled with life and joy and happiness and youth and exuberance and freedom and stop he stops holding himself back and he's just going to be who he is damn any everybody else to hell and it is an incredible moment of dance and television and um you've got to look it up so just search for my so-called life dance our dance episode and uh your mind will be blown in fact the show is just a hidden gem it only existed for like a season so if you haven't checked it out check out my so-called life it is everything very quintessential 90s oh absolutely so i can't believe i can't remember her name the star of the show claire danes claire danes. oh yeah yeah claire danes and so she's currently uh on a show on on uh, Showtime, which is that name is uh, that show is escaping me right now. But before, so she you're useless like, in both counts. But before, but I, I remembered her name. Thank you for not helping me. But the point is <laughs> that before, before she was like a secret agent. She, <laughs> she was, she was a, she was a, a moody uh, '90s teen, like many moody '90s teens. But that's cool. Okay, I don't, and I don't remember that moment. But okay, very cool. So what was your fate? What is your number one pick, Taji? Oh, 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 oh. oh, my number one pick. Um, oh, but before you go, I just want to say Homeland is the show I was trying to remember. Homeland. The name of. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. That w- I wouldn't. Have, I would have been no no help. So 
I just have um a few. Oh, books. do you have some runners up? No. Are you cheating? Okay, I'm not cheating. See, look at you. Be still. <laughs> if I say to you, baby, look at me and tell me what you see. You ain't seen the best of me yet. Give me time. <laughs> I'll make you forget the rest. I got more in me and you can set it free. I can catch the moon in my hands. Don't you know who I am? Oh my God, Tachi, I remember your name. It's Fame. Yes. Tachi, you're going to live forever. Thank you. And I'm going to learn how to fly high. Yes. (laughs) Tachi, I feel it coming together. People will see me and cry. Fame. Fame. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is my number one pick of all time. Thank goodness that it was also a series. <laughs> it was a movie. Yes, it was a movie, but it was also a, a TV series that TV had a series. lot of different uh, uh, kids uh, come and go. And one of them was a, a young Janet Jackson. Yes, yes. Janet Jackson was there. Um, Nia Peoples, who used to be married to Howard Hewitt, or maybe they're still married. I don't know. Uh, there were, there were, it was just, there were some of the cast members from the original fame, the movie, who were also in the television series, but there were an awful lot of new ones as well. And every time the funny thing is, and I, I can never remember his name. The uh, one that played Sergeant Torres in um, New York undercover. What? Oh, I know, I know you're talking the about, actor. but I don't, know what, I don't know, I don't know his name, but yes, he was one of the background he dancers. He was one of the background on. dancers. Yeah. So every time, the funny thing is to see him dancing in the background and then all of a sudden New York undercover comes into, oh wait, that's the guy from fame. So well, I, you know, he, he was doing a 21 jump street thing where he was working undercover at the school as a, as a dancer. There you he go. Was really a cop behind the scenes. There you go. Okay. So now it makes perfect sense. But I'm also, I also love Debbie Allen. She is an amazing dancer. She just has this this spirit in her dancing that is, and you know, also because she is a Howard alum, I'm I'm um I was all about it. So I love Fame, of course, the movie, but we're talking about television now. So the television series I absolutely love that came on on Saturdays too. For some reason, uh, you know, a lot of TV came on Saturdays, and that that was the thing. So I watched Fame religiously. It went on for a few seasons uh, before it got canceled, and you know. Um, I loved Leroy. Leroy from fame was everything. In fact, my thing now is like when I get my hair braided and I'm telling that because I like to, you know, get cornrows every once in a while. I'm like, I need you to do some slants and stuff because I, if you do a straight back, I don't want to look like Leroy from fame. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's a fun reference for your hairdresser. It I'm is. Sure. <laughs> it is. So fame is my number one, just the different stories, the dancing. There was always dancing in it too. Their song was there too, because it was supposed to be about the high school of the arts um, in, in New York. What is it called? LaGuardia high school of the arts. In New I York? thought it was just called, they called it the high school of performing arts. I don't know if, I don't know if it actually had. A yeah, name it does actually it. have a name. I think it's, uh, I want to say it's LaGuardia. I could be wrong, but it, there was an actual name to it. So you know I don't remember the show. I don't remember the school's name. So apparently it was not that famous. (laughs) Well, to New Yorkers it is. And I know some people who went to that school and I'm like, were you all really dancing on, on tables and stuff? And they were like, yeah, basically. So it was a very, very artistic place, a very artistic school. Um, The dance seemed to be the very 
center of focus for the show. I guess because, you know, the song was there too. Acting was there too. But there was just something about the dance, I think, that brought the energy, which is why they chose to focus on it. So Fame is my number one choice. Well, one of the interesting things about the show Fame, that's an excellent pick, uh, Tachi, uh, was the fact that the show actually was originally on NBC. And it was on NBC for, I think, about two seasons. And it Mm -hmm. got canceled. But then it came back as a syndicated, uh, uh, a, a, a new syndicated series. And um, it was one of the that was one of the groundbreaking uh, shows. Uh, that was something that really wasn't done. Uh, having new dramas, uh, come, having a show come go away and then come back as a syndicated show and have new life and be successful. So a lot of people came and went from that show. So again, it was be- before we had to call her Miss Jackson because I guess we weren't that nasty yet. She was on that show and it was everything. So again, excellent pick, Tachi. Thank you very much. So, Kevin, what is your number one pick? All right. Um, I'm going to go way back to a little decade known as the 90s. 1990 to be precise. And it's a VMA performance that I think was a major game changer. It was a bright-eyed young girl by the name of Madonna. And she hit the stage and in full Marie Antoinette garb that whole just like and she had the world's biggest tallest like powdered wig on and she had these like a whole bunch of dancers that were dressed of like you know like uh you know 16th century footmen or whatever but some of them were wearing like you know like Daisy Duke shorts for some reason um because I guess because it was Madonna and this performance was like the production values were off the charts there was even a uh a fainting uh, couch of, of of that from that period that like Queen Annie kind of uh, uh, set decoration and everything, and before that there weren't just these big show numbers on uh, at the M- uh, at the VMAs. This what we see now. What we know the VMAs to be now. The kind of performances we see now during award shows with tons of dancers and huge set pieces and costume changes. I believe that all started with this Madonna's performance of Vogue in 1990 because nobody had seen anything quite like it. To completely reimagine the song and 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 have it portrayed in such a, a way that we couldn't even perceive of and having it be a nod to Marie Antoinette was just like blowing and so because the choreography and everything and at one point there are uh, her and her backup dancers are all have like fans and they're fanning themselves and they flip the fans in the air and all kinds of stuff and madonna lifts up her uh her gown and underneath it you see like these like petticoats or whatever and she's grinding and everything nothing had ever been done quite like it before and i believe that was that was a marked a marked line when it comes came to television performances at award shows as far as and what you could do with music how to reimagine the songs how to make something fresh a song that's been out for almost a year how do you re, how do you re-energize it how, do you remix it and you change the costumes and the way we think of the song that was all her brainchild wow that's a really good pick that's a really good pick yeah, so that's why it's my number one pick of dance moments on television, Tachi. I can't believe we've done it. We 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 named all the best dance moments of TV ever. So, Tachi, if people want to listen to other episodes of TV channeling, because there's so many, where can people go check out our pack, our back catalog, which is packed with great entertainment? No excuse. We've got like 50 some odd episodes you can listen to on Stitcher, 
SoundCloud, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. You can also go to tvchanneling.com and listen that way. If you Google us, you'll find us on a bunch of other podcast listening apps. And the coolest thing, we are live 5 p.m. on Tuesdays, 2 p.m., 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays. And the same thing on Fridays on WJMS Radio. So you can listen live or on demand. And Kevin, maybe they want to leave us a comment or a question about something they heard on the show, or maybe make a suggestion and you want to reach us on social. How can they do that? All right. We are everywhere on social. We're on Snapchat. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook and on my personal favorite, Twitter. And we would love to hear from you. So if there is a show that you want us to review or something's going on in pop culture that you want to hear our take on, let us know. And we would appreciate a follow while you're at it. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to follow us on social, you may as well leave us a positive review uh, for the show. Uh, on the platform you're listening on so we would love that too because if you're hearing me say this you listen to the whole show so you pretty much owe us a positive review and on that everybody has stopped listening but we thank you for listening to this (laughs) particular episode it's because of you that we do it and we love you for listening with that we're going to sign off the way we always do bye from tachi and goodbye from kevin and remember if you're dancing i mean if you're watching it (laughs) we're talking about it with bob fossey cheers jazz hands (laughs) 